Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another Fitness Goal Friday episode. Today, I'm bringing you something that I've never done yet. I have never done a Fitness Goal Friday interview, and I'm getting ready to bring the first one today with the one and only Ryan Kinder. Ryan Kinder just debuted his first full album, Room to Dream, so he's a music, singer, songwriter, and he's a really good friend of mine, has been over the last few years, and I actually had him on a main interview of Nick Carrier's Best You podcast with his wife, Heather Kinder, who's also a good friend of mine. I had them on, geez, two, two and a half years ago now, and it was such a fun interview. So to give a little background on Ryan, he went to the University of Alabama along with his wife, Heather, um, but he actually dropped out in 2011 so he could move to Nashville and pursue music full-time because he actually had a school schedule where he had classes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then he would travel to Nashville for the weekend, write songs, perform, and then go back to school, and then a tornado hit in Tuscaloosa back in 2011, and he kind of felt that as a gods a godsend to move to Nashville because life is short, and he knew what he wanted to do, and it was just a matter of making the jump to Nashville and making it happen. So that's a little bit about Ryan, but he also trains for triathlons and Ironman competitions. He actually did his first distance cycling ride, his long-distance cycling ride, which was the Natchez Trace, which is starts right out here in Nashville, at least the west side of Nashville, and it's, to, it's a total of 400 44 miles. So that was his first distance cycling ride. And like I said, now he trains for triathlons and Ironmans. And so we're going to talk a little bit about those and, and the training for those and what it takes and the mentality that you have to have training for the race and actual, actually during the race itself. And he's also done a 24-hour bike ride that I got to be a part of a little bit myself. And I'm going to talk to him a little bit about that during the interview as well. But I'm just pumped to bring this First ever Fitness Goal Friday interview so that you guys can start to hear how other people attack their fitness goals, what's really important for them in, in terms of creating consistency for their training and so they can actually execute and perform at a high level and so that they can be successful. So here is my interview with the one and only Ryan Kinder. All right, Ryan, pumped to have you here today, man. So I just kind of want to dive right in. Um, Remind me again, how many Ironmans and, and half Ironmans have you done up to this point? Uh, it'll be four now. Got one coming up in three weeks, and then the big one in October. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Going to, going to the World Championships, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. I love it. So, well, let's talk about, let's just go ahead and talk about the one that you have coming up in a few weeks. What does your kind of training look like? Like, let's just talk about this upcoming week. What does your training kind of look like for this upcoming week now, just a few weeks away from this next one? Sure. Yeah. Well, once once I found out I was going to the World Championships, I got a coach uh, because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Most people don't even get to go to Kona, and I, I have that opportunity. And I didn't want to ruin it by trying to train myself, which I've done in the past. And I've I've done okay, but this is – this is the Super Bowl of triathlons, and I don't want to squander enjoying that by not being prepared. But the I'm doing the Chattanooga half in three weeks, and it's up at 4.30 every morning. I'm getting into my taper for people that don't know what a taper is. I've had a massive amount of hours leading up to right now, and now it's curtailing just a little bit. So this morning it was – uh, 3,500 meters in the pool. I'm about to go run for an hour and 20 a tempo session. So I'll run at 
my my goal pace yeah, yeah for the race a 70.3 goal race pace which would be between 6 30 and 7 30 for 12 minutes and then walk for a minute and then off and on for 20 minutes tomorrow i've got a tempo bike session two hours uh, i'll do ftp intervals which is the most you can do for an allotted amount of time that's like vo2 max stuff nice. there'll be intervals of that um, i'll do some hill climbs because chattanooga is pretty hilly and then just the rest is endurance just trying to stick uh, about 70 percent of my goal pace on the bike uh, the next day, I think I've got a 4,000 meter swim and an hour run. Day after that, I've got a endurance bike, just easy biking, and then a OTV, which off the bike, just so you can get your legs. Most people don't realize how different it is when you're sitting like this in the aero bars and pumping your legs, and you get off the bike. It's a completely different set of muscles, and your brain feels like it's horizontal then you get vertical and try and run and your legs feel like concrete so it's just training your body to figure out how to do that yeah i can only imagine so you said this is the the first time that you've had a coach doing this what do you think has been kind of a couple different things what do you think has been the biggest benefit to having a coach and what do you think is one of the biggest things that you've learned in regards to training since having gotten a coach Biggest benefit is truly understanding, optimizing your time for training. Because before I was just making stuff up to what I think my goal should be. And for the Florida Ironman, that was my first full Ironman. I was swimming an hour to two hours one day. The next day I would swap between one hour run, two hour bike or two hour bike, then a one hour run. And then on Saturday, I would do a huge ride, at least a century, and then do a swim on Sunday that was at least uh, 2.4 miles, which is the full Ironman swim. So I was beating myself down to no avail for no reason. Uh, I was overtraining. Um, obviously, wasn't getting good sleep because my body was just trying to figure out what I was doing and having a coach he it's it's a day-by-day -day plan i've got an app and i look at every day i can see the whole week and know exactly what i'm doing i can plan my meals around it i can plan my nutrition during the workouts a lot better i was pretty much winging it before and i think the second best thing to having a coach is being able to call him and say hey i felt like absolute crap on this run i was i was between nine and ten minutes and i was nine, 10 minutes per mile. And I was hurting and he can look back at my training plan and it's connected to Strava, which all the information goes to when I ride swim or uh, run, they can say, well, you, you went a little too hard yesterday when I told you not to, uh, I know you were feeling good and you thought you could hit some six minute miles, but that's not what we planned on. Uh, I set this so you can get through the week and it'd be optimal to reach your peak performance during that week. So the next week we can curtail it a little bit so you can recover. And 
I never had that before. It's, it's just having accountability with somebody that knows exactly what they they're doing. They've been there yeah. before he's raced Kona. He's been racing in some of the hardest races in the world. And he, he knows exactly how to get me to where I want to be accountability yeah. and just having somebody to talk to that understands exactly what's going on in my head and in my body during a week yeah. of training. Of course, dude. I mean, I've, I've experienced the same benefits as, as you know, I'm doing my one mile run goal right now. And as of the time that we're recording this, I'm in beginning of week 10 and because it's not nearly the volume as a, as a, your race. And because I'm just doing 10 weeks of training, like now I'm, I've started to taper off a little bit. I have my kind of have my taper week leading up to the one mile run. But the, my biggest benefit of having a coach is I, I too, I think people who, who, are really driven and want to make sure they do everything they possibly can in order to uh, achieve optimal performance in their goal. They will tend to overtrain or overdo it if they don't have a specific coach giving them a specific plan. And so before I had a coach, I was 1000% overtraining. I was doing stupid stuff and that's what caused me to get hurt a couple times. And also having a coach gives me so much more belief in my ability to hit my goal. So I think those are the, the biggest things for me. And that sounds like for you too. And your goal is awesome. Were you like one second away before I watched the video? Yeah. So I, well, I ran my initial attempt was I didn't, my previous best mile was five fifteen, And so my original goal was going to be to run a sub five minute mile, but I did it in like five minutes and just under five minutes and five seconds. And so I, I, I made the goal even and higher because that was kind of just like to see where I currently stood. And so my goal is 445. Um, and I'm attempting it this Sunday at the time of this recording. So we'll see what happens. But uh, we'll see. But yeah, so where? Uh, the ES Rose Park. Rose Park, yeah. Hey, no, if you if you want to come on, then bring it, baby. Bring it. Um but uh, so I want to kind of backtrack a little bit to kind of your your why going into, you know, you, you biked the Natchez Trace back uh, a, a while ago. And I, I kind of know that you had a, a friend pass away. And so there, there's a big why there in regards to kind of maybe doing that, doing your Ironmans and stuff like that. So talk talk to the importance of having a why and when it comes into a play as to why having a why is so important, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, you talking a little Simon Sinek right now? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Great book. Anybody watching or listening, go get that book because it will change your life. I, uh, I've never ridden, like I've ridden a bike before, but before I'd met my friend Kyle Wagley, I, I didn't really care about cycling or endurance racing or anything like that. And he got cancer and he would do this, 444 mile bike ride every year. It's called the Tour de Natchez Trace. You start at the bottom of the Natchez Trace and it ends in Nashville. And he wasn't going to be able to do it because he was he was in bad shape. And we knew it was coming to the end. So I said, hey, Kyle, I'll, I'll do it for you. I'm going to do this in your honor for as long as they have it. And that was three months away from the race. I didn't know how much went into four days of 111 miles every day and it was brutal i had never felt so much pain on my rear end in my life but it was worth it because it was for my buddy and 
they they had roommates the same every year and his roommate I, I was riding next to him talking to him he was riding this weird bike i was like hey what is that told me it was a tt bike or a time trial bike that they use in triathlon and he started talking about ironmans and started talking about how kyle was thinking about getting into it right then and there i was like i'm i'm gonna do every ironman i can because he can't and that that was the why just being able to honor him by doing something he was never able to and that pushed me through training for years and years and it kind of morphed into a different why it became solace for me it became this little however many hours a week that i'm training me time it allowed me to detach from the music industry i always say it's a, it's a great juxtaposition of the music industry and triathlon world with the music industry you can do 100 percent right and there's still so many things out of your hands you can have a grammy worthy album and there's still so much that so many other people have to do to get it to where it is and that's frustrating and with triathlon if you do 100 percent of the training you recover like you're supposed to you stick to your nutrition plan 100 percent. you're going to get to the finish line barring an act of god um, it's this beautiful juxtaposition that i really needed at that point in my life and these days it's it's something that keeps me motivated it makes me wake up at 4 30 4 o'clock every morning to just be myself by myself and, and train and not listen to music just just think and power through this training and then once i'm done i'm back to getting the job done with music so the why i guess is sanity also the love of competition i know yeah. you you played some sports growing up and the first time i felt like i was about to walk out on the baseball field when i was a kid was the first race i ever did i got those massive butterflies got the excitement of, of trying to beat everybody on that course i'd be on the bike and just thinking oh i'm gonna hunt that guy down he's mine and i hadn't felt like that since i was a kid playing sports so that was another why it's that internal feeling of being a kid again just being able to fight for something that you feel like is bigger than you and be a part of a community that you never would be a part of outside of racing or i mean with with your running like you met your coach you've probably talked to hundreds of people that are trying to do the same thing you are you talk to some sprinters and endurance runners and gotten tips and now you become friends it just opens you up to a brand new circle of friends yeah no doubt the, the last few things um i can one one thousand percent relate to part i i too have kind of multiple whys but one of them is the kind of thing where you know i, I like working out and i'm always going to work out but i wanted something to train for like when you're playing sports in high school, you're you're training for that big football game on Friday night. You're playing you're playing for uh, that big at bat that you're gonna have. I play football and baseball. That big at bat you're gonna have. And ever since I worked out afterwards, I wasn't necessarily training for anything specific for any kind of um, specific outcome that I was looking to achieve. And this was like, all right, I don't want to just work out. I want to train for something specific. And now like I couldn't go to sleep last night because I was thinking about my damn one mile run on Sunday. And so like, 
obviously it sucks that I couldn't fall asleep, but it like, it's awesome to have the, those kind of nerves and the kind of butterflies that I know I'm going to have when I step up, uh, to the starting line on this upcoming Sunday. So that's definitely a big one for me. And then, like you said, it does kind of open you up to a community, me less so than yours thing, because you're meeting all these people out there who actually go on the race itself, but me communicating to other people that I have this goal. So many people have like messaged me and given me pieces of advice, like you said. And when I thought I had a worse injury than I actually did uh, in week four of my training, like a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like, no, I like, hope you get better soon. And it's just, it's super cool. It does open you up to a lot of encouragement uh, and support from others, which is one of the, the coolest things that I've seen personally, for sure. And I mean, outside of all that, it's, it's that final sense of accomplishment. Like you have put in so much work and you finally get to a finish line. Yeah. You might not get the time that you want. Like I'd love to have a sub 10 hour Ironman or sub four hour half Ironman, but it's not all about the end goal. It's uh, getting to the finish line, but all the hard work you've put in to get to where you are. Cause I know you have been doing a ton of speed work. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. And it's yeah. all about just getting there and, and figuring that out. Down the last couple of questions here. You've done a couple of real endurance tests, and those are obviously super, super challenging physically, but they're also super, super challenging mentally. And, you know, I got on uh, a FaceTime call with you during your 24-hour bike ride, um, and I saw how absolute in pain you were there. So just talk about a little bit, like, wh- what are some of the mental things that you have to do or mental hurdles that you have to overcome when you are experiencing the amount of pain that you are during such a long endurance race like that? And how do you overcome the obstacle to just kind of keep going? Well, at one point in that ride, I told Heather, I, I want to quit. <laughs> I, I was, I was just done hundred percent. My mind beat my body and Heather said, you're going to be so upset with yourself in two days that you gave up after all this work you put in you're not giving up so it's having that support system around you telling you i saw all the work you did this is your goal just suck it up because this is just your mind telling you you can't do it anymore and it's it's not only training your body i've figured out it is it is training your mind you have to mentally prepare for those dark times especially in a race because i remember in florida and i know i'm gonna get there in kona there's gonna be a point where that little mind or that that voice in my mind is gonna say why are you doing this like you can stop it's no big deal just just call van tell him to take you back to the starting line get your stuff go home because it hurts a lot and it's figuring out what to do and what to say to yourself to keep going. And that's different for everybody. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I'm, uh, yeah, I can't even imagine having to do the, uh, the 24 hour bike ride. Um, but that's good. Yeah. The support system thing is definitely huge whenever you feel like you are doubting yourself because that voice in your head gets extra loud. If there's no other voice, external voice telling you anything differently. Um, but last question, Ryan is what are, your personal three most important health habits that you do on a routinely basis. In the past 
two to three years, it's doing your best not to eat anything processed because I've, I've seen a massive shift on how my body feels when I do eat something a little crappy, I'm super way down the next day during training. It's healthy eating habits, obviously getting enough sleep. You can't outwork a poor sleep regimen. Yeah, you might want to watch that TV show, but you're going to pay for it later. Yeah. I mean, that was probably one of the most massive ones. Also, uh, think training mentally, like getting yourself in that mindset of, I'm going to be in that dark place. Let's figure out what gets me through it. And that's just, that's training as well. I mean, you're in the middle of a session and yeah, you want to quit. It's talking yourself through figuring out how to push through yeah, and get to the point to where you get through that dark place. Cause with these kind of things, even with a strength workout, yeah. Oh, my legs are killing me, but this is why I'm here. There's a reason I'm up here. There's a goal. And I'm trying to get towards that goal just because my legs hurt doesn't mean I'm going to quit. I need to figure out how to push through. Yeah, no, I, I love that last one and, and training mentally because I know that that's one of the things that I have tried to and will continue to do with this this upcoming week leading into my mile because I know that the third lap and the beginning of the fourth lap, I am my legs are just going to feel like freaking bricks. And I, I, I know I'm good heart's going to be beaten out of my chest. I know I'm going to feel super uncomfortable, but I'm trying to train myself leading up to it. Like I know that's what's going to happen. I know it's what's going to happen. So when it happens, don't be surprised. Know that you've put in all this training work leading up to it and freaking push through it. You're almost there. Yeah. Um, It it helps to have a mantra, like find your mantra. One of my friends was, he would wake up and just say inertia. Mm. And now I get his mind thinking about everything. Let's just go, just move forward and and mine has been just get up and get it done because that's the hardest thing for me getting out of bed so yep. i'll wake up get through the fog and just say just get up and get it done hell yeah hell yeah good stuff ryan well i appreciate it man that's all we got today do you lack motivation to keep getting into the gym do you lack structure with your fitness routine do you keep doing the same thing over and over again and, and getting the same exact result If that sounds like you, then I want you guys to make sure that you go check out my brand new revamped 10-week program because so many people struggle with a lack of motivation. They struggle with a lack of structure, but we make sure that we start off the program by getting very clear on what is the exact goal that you want to achieve. Then we determine the strategy. We determine the two or the three things that are the most important things that you need to do every single week in order to achieve that goal. And then I help you hold you accountable every single week, week after week, to make sure you're actually making progress. Like I don't let my clients go more than a few weeks if they're not continuing to make progress to their goals. So make sure you guys check out my brand new 10-week program at nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. That way you can go from a lack of motivation to being able to jump out of bed every single day.